Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Father uh, of my two beautiful daughters, Jessica and Renee, they are wonderful kids. Uh, You know, when they get to the age they are, they're you know, they, they become more friends, uh, more, uh, you know, it's a, it just changes a different role. I mean, they're always your kids. Uh, you're always worried about them and stuff. But uh, it's just been a very great privilege of mine to have, have been able to be their father and, and, uh, and help my wife raise them. And they have just, uh, they're just wonderful kids. And uh, I'm just, you know, I can't keep a shirt with any any buttons on it because they're just popping off proud all the time. Amen. Uh, so that's why I just wear pullovers, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> amen. Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Jesus. Praise God. You have your Bibles. Would you open them to the book of Nehemiah, chapter number four? Nehemiah chapter number 4 and verse 16 Nehemiah 4 16 and it came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servants wrought in the work and the other half of them held both the spears the shields and the bows and the harbingers and the rulers were behind all the house of Judah. They which builded on the wall, and they which bear burdens with those that laid it, every one with one of his hands wrought in the work, and with the other hand held a weapon. For the builders, every one had his sword girded by his side, and so builded, and he that sounded the trumpet was by me. Thank you for your word, Lord. God, bless it to the hearers today. And God, we thank you for everything that's going to happen good as a result of this word going forth. In Jesus' name, and everybody say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you. I want to preach on the subject, it's your move. I'm not talking about checkers or chess tiddlywinks or whatever it's your move amen just to give a little background to this story amen many years before this passage took place the children of israel had repeatedly uh you know went after idols and they were were displeasing god so god said i'm gonna i'm gonna let a nation come and take you away and so the king of babylon who was a, uh, became a world power at that time, Nebuchadnezzar, came with his armies. He knocked down the wall of Jerusalem. Amen. He knocked down, he destroyed the city with fire. They tore the, Solomon's beautiful temple down and took all the things. And many people died in that war and in that siege. Amen. He took all the best and the brightest and the young and the strong and took them back to, uh, to Babylon to be in 70 years, 70 long years of captivity. And all during that time, 
other nomads and other peoples around the nation of Israel there, they filled in, they, they started living around that area, and that, that place stayed in disrepair that entire time. Amen. But the people that really wanted something to happen, they, began, they kept praying, they kept hoping. And now Babylon, now 70 years goes by, amen, and and Babylon falls to the Medes and the Persians, and Persia becomes the world power, and King Artaxerxes comes to the throne, amen. And King Artaxerxes has a Jewish cupbearer that brings him his cup of wine whenever he wants it, and his name is Nehemiah, amen. And Nehemiah, one day, and Nehemiah was typically a very positive and happy cupbearer, and that's why the king liked him, and the king was always always liked him because he was very positive, very happy, had a good countenance all the time. But one day Nehemiah got just heard, Amen. That after all this time, they some somebody had gone over there to his homeland and come back and seen that the walls were still down on the ground in disrepair, in ruins. The city was overrun with weeds and, and people were you know, living in there and just nomads and scavengers and, and all kinds of you know, people and situations and it just looked terrible. And he got this news and it just broke his heart. Amen. And, uh, and he went in to the king uh, shortly after that and, and uh, brought him his cup and, and the king said, hey, what's going on? And, and he said, and he didn't want you know he had to be careful because you know you that's a good job you don't want to lose but he couldn't help himself he told him the whole story and the queen was there too amen and the king god had favor with nehemiah with that king and the king said what would you have me to do for you and he just said let me go back and let me take some people with me and let me rebuild that wall amen that's all i want to do and i'll come back after i re- i build it and he gave him letters he gave him building materials he gave him amen whatever he needed to build that wall and they got across they went back over to the land of Israel and they saw for themselves how, how daunting of a task it was. The walls were down. It was a terrible situation. Amen. And though they had the approval of the king and though they had letters of authority, amen, they were opposed at every hand, at every station of trying to build that wall again. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I'm telling you, this story, like many Bible stories, it's not just written for those that were during the time of Nehemiah. Amen. It's not written for Old Testament people times only. Amen. It was written for us today too. Hallelujah. Amen. We can learn great things from those Old Testament stories. They are very applicable. Amen. And up to date for our lives. 1 Corinthians 10.11 says, Now all these things happen. Happen unto them for examples, then they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world have come. Amen. So I'm telling you this story, and I'm talking I'm talking to the fathers, I'm talking to everybody. Amen. That God has something in this story for us. Praise God. Hallelujah. I think we can all relate to a time and a place in our lives where we did some things and made some choices and caused the walls of our lives to crash and burn and fall down in a 
heap, amen, of smoldering rubble. Praise God, there might have been even people that were there that weren't, that they were happy, amen, that it even happened. They were prophets of doom letting us know that that, that that wall could never be rebuilt again and you might as well not even try. Praise God. And without God in the equation, that could very well be a true statement. But when you incorporate God into your life, amen, hallelujah, and trust Him, praise God. He is the rebuilder of our lives. And He is the rebuilder of our hopes. And He is the fulfiller of our dreams. Amen. The Bible says that God not only was a rebuilder, He's a restorer. He's a reformer. He's a refresher. He's a renewer. He's a reviver. He's all of those things and more. Praise God. He will partner with us. He will help us build a meaningful life if we'll let Him. Praise God. So we get back to this story. So Nehemiah, they get and they start meeting with some of the boots on the ground because not, there were some Jews that were still left in Israel even when Nebuchadnezzar left to, to kind of take care of some of the things. So he partnered with some of them and he told them what, we're, what he was about to do. Kind of kept it on the down low for a while. Amen. And then they slowly started begin repairing certain places that weren't as bad and breaches it was called. Amen. And this wall was huge. Amen. It was around the entire entire city praise God and they had to finish the whole thing praise God and so it was a daunting task they began slowly but surely to repair and rebuild the walls of the city of Jerusalem first their enemies made fun of them and said what a joke what are you guys trying to do your little wall, you, you, you're not even doing anything. Amen. Even if a little fox got on that wall, it would knock that wall down. And they were just throwing everything at them and, and, and joke, making a joke out of the whole thing. Praise God. And, but Nehemiah and his team, they just ignored and they built. They were on a mission. Praise God. They knew how important and significant it was to get this wall finished and built. Praise God for the nation's future. And so they, they, didn't, they didn't even receive those insulting comments. They continued to build. Nehemiah 4, 6 said, So built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. Amen. Folks, building a good life takes work. Hallelujah. It doesn't come easy. Amen. And rebuilding something that has happened in our past, it, it takes work. Praise God. There's no shortcuts in life. There's no quick fixes. It takes good old-fashioned hard work to be successful at anything. In jobs, in hobbies, in sports. Amen. In life, in relationships, it's hard work. Praise God. Especially when it comes to your family. Amen. And your cherished close relationships. Amen. Man, I'm telling you, praise God, God will help us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They got half that wall built because they had a mind to work. We got to have the mind of God and a mind to work. Once Nehemiah's small group started rebuilding, more and more of the Jews in that area began to join the work. Praise God. First they said, well, what are you doing? 
Well, look at all the people are getting mad at you. All these uh, enemies. And, and we don't want any part of that. They're our neighbors. We've been living with them all these years while you guys have been over in Babylon and, and Persia. What's going on here? And, and then they saw that they had made up their minds. They saw half the wall done now. And they began starting to get on the team and start help the work go faster. Praise God. Amen. You know, some people might tell us, some people might say to yourself, Amen, I don't know where to start. It's a mess. This wall in my life it's down, it's rubbles, it's, it's just too much to do, amen, but don't let the magnitude of your mess, amen, or even those that try to hinder you, stop you from reversing course and doing something about rebuilding your life, because with God, all things are possible, all things are possible with God, amen, just do it, and others We'll see how serious you are about it. And they'll join in and help you with the rebuilding. Praise God. Then when Nehemiah's enemies saw that they meant business and that half the wall's done. These guys are going to finish this wall. That means that this city's going to get revived again. That means that our, our little home that we've had for 70 years is going to be going away. We can't let this happen. And so they ramped up and they went from insults to now threats. Amen. We will physically stop you from building this wall. We will hurt you. We will ambush you. We will snipe you. Amen. And they did all they could to try to stop the construction. And Nehemiah, when they heard that, the Bible said, Nevertheless, in four, chapter 4, verse 9, we made our prayer unto God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. Praise God. When, when, when things get overwhelmed, amen, when trouble comes your way, when you don't know your night from your day, amen, you just got to look at God. Amen. It's going to be worth it all. Hallelujah. It's going to be worth it all. Some beautiful, happy day. It's going to be worth every long mile, every heartache, and every trial. It'll be worth it all, but I'm going to have to pray. I'm going to have to get God on my side. God will fight my battles for me. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay your enemies, he said. Praise God. So Nehemiah and his team of builders began to take the threat seriously, prepare for the worst, and be ready for whatever the enemy might throw at them. He was constantly, during the whole time, not only preparing for this, but also encouraging the people. Amen. Because some wanted to leave, probably. Some, you know, they were kind of getting worried, and they didn't want to die. They didn't want to get hurt. They didn't want their families to be threatened. Amen. So he encouraged them to stand and fight for what was theirs and trust in the Lord. Amen. That he would see them through. And Nehemiah 4.14 said, And I looked and rose up, and I said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren and your sons and your daughters, your wives and your houses. Amen. Fight for them. Amen. How much is your family's worth to you? Fight for them. Praise God. No one's taking the families, praise God. God's going to help me fight for them. Some people might look at this story and say, what's the big deal? It's just a wall. 
Why are they risking their life for just some dumb wall? It wasn't just a wall. Amen. It wasn't just any wall. It was the wall of the city of Jerusalem where God said, I'm putting my name. Amen. And God said, I'm putting my presence there too. Praise God. Amen. That wall would show all the people in the area that Israel would no longer be considered a reproach because they were coming back. Amen. It would signal a restoration, rebirth of the nation. And that wall meant the future for God's people and a place for them to return to once that captivity was over with over in Persia. Amen. It was to secure a place for their families. Amen. That they could live and thrive and serve their God once more. And Nehemiah told the people to fight for what was theirs. Fight for your brothers and sisters. Fight for your wives. Fight for your daughters and your sons. Fight for everybody. Fight for your house. Amen. I'm not going down without a fight. Praise God. I'm going to fight the fight of faith. I'm going to fight with the weapons God gives me. I'm going to fight in prayer. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Anybody that knows anything about prayer, amen, if you would tell them, you know, and they're, they're mean to you or whatever, you say, you know what, I'm going to pray against you. And anybody that knows anything about prayer, say, you know, please don't do that. Because that's worse than me coming up and just clocking you with five across the lips. Amen. Because I pray against you. Amen. And God will do some smashing. Amen. Oh, he's a loving God. Yeah, he's a loving God, but don't mess with his kids. You know, it's happy Father's Day. Would we ask it, wish him happy Father's Day? Happy. He's my father, huh? He's our heavenly father. Amen. And he's a father. You mess with his kids. Just like anybody messes with our kids. Oh, yeah, go ahead and hit my kid again. That's okay. I'm just going to keep taking a nap. No, I'm going to get up and I'm going to bust some chops, right? Nobody's touching my kids. Amen. And when you mess with God's kids, the king's kids, praise God. But we got to pray, folks. God is not, we're not building a wall on our own. Amen. We're going to have to have His help. We're going to have to enlist His help. We're going to pray and we're going to fight. Amen. We're going to do our part. God's not going to do it all. We're doing our part. And God's going to do His big part. That's why I'm saying it's your move. Because God's not going to move till you move. Sometimes that's the way it goes. God moves once we move. You don't have faith, he can't answer. You don't open the door, he can't come in. That's the moves we got to make. Amen. Praise God. So our text passage said that they, they were getting to the place where they would have like a trowel in one hand, putting the bricks and the stones back up and the mortar in there, and they had a sword in the other hand, the eyes in the back of their head, because they were you know, worried about the enemies shooting arrows at them and whatever. Amen. And so that's how they had to build. They had to build and fight at the same time. Focus, and that's what it is about life. Amen. It's a fight of faith, but we're building something too. We're building a life. We're building a family. We're building an existence. Amen. And But we're fighting for it at the same time. Because some people aren't happy about what we're building. Some people don't want us to build what we have. Amen. Some people don't want other people to be successful. Some people don't want other people to be happy. Amen. But too bad. Too bad, but I'm going to have to have a, have a, have a sword in my hand to fight. Because too bad by itself ain't going to do enough job here. But I got a sword. Don't mess with me. You know. 
And I'll hit you with this trowel too, and I might take a stone and throw it at you before I put it up in the wall. Whatever's at my disposal, don't mess with the wall. We're building our city. We're coming back. Yeah, we were out for 70 years. You thought Israel was over. Amen. But they're coming back. Amen. Don't count God's people out. Amen. Until they're out. And they're never out until He says they're out. And they're coming back. They're obeying God. They're building the wall. Amen. So they had to build the wall in that condition. The important thing to remember is that nobody was ever alone on the wall, even though they were set apart in great spaces, because that wall was really big all the way around. So there was a lot of gaps, there were a lot of places for ambush to happen. Amen. But there was always somebody with somebody. There was never one person by themselves building on the wall. Amen. That's important. There was always somebody there watching. For the other person, amen, somebody with a trumpet in their hand to blow the trumpet and sound the alarm. Nehemiah 4.18 said, For the builders, every one had his sword girded by his side, and so builded. And he that sounded the trumpet was by me. And I said unto the nobles and to the rulers and the rest of the people, The work is great and large, and we are separated upon the wall and far from one another. In what place, therefore, ye hear the sound of the trumpet, resort ye thither unto us, our God shall fight for us. Folks, we need one another. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm going to help you build, and you're going to help me build. We're going to pray one for another. We're going to lift one another up in prayers. Amen. We're going to encourage each other. Praise God. If somebody's going to blow the trumpet, and we're all going to run over and help that situation, because that's where the enemy's attacking. Hallelujah. Thank God for somebody that's with somebody. Don't. That's why we're not islands to ourselves. We shouldn't be out there living for God by ourselves. You can't do it. Get somebody with you. Get a prayer partner. Thank God for the family of God. Thank God for the church. We need the house of God. We get strength in numbers. Strength in numbers. We, we need to support and pray one for another. We need to help each other in the rebuilding process. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9 said, two are better than one. Amen. I don't know about you, but I don't like eating by myself. And if I'm at home, yeah, because my dog's there. That's not by myself. <laughs> but you know, like if you're on a business trip or something like that, or I've been on a church trip by myself, and there's nobody there, and you go to a restaurant, it's like boring. You sit down, you order. I, like I did in the Sunday school class, I ate too fast, and I didn't chew my food. Check, please. And then in five seconds, I'm leaving the tip and walking out and saying, this is boring. Because, you know, we need somebody in our lives. Amen. And that's fine. Some people like eating by themselves. That's good. I don't. Praise God. Because there's nobody to talk to. Amen. So then I eat really fast. For, see, he said, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe unto him that's alone when he falleth. For he hath not another to help him up. And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Amen. Amen. I can take one piece of thread and break it. I used to be able to. I should still be able to. <laughs> Amen. You know, but two is a little harder. And if I don't, if I don't break it, it's going to slice through my fingers, right? But you take three pieces of thread... 
and try to break it, it's getting stronger at every thread you add. That's, that's the whole premise behind cables. Cables are much stronger than solid rope, amen, because they are a bunch of strands put together to make you know, huge bridges and all kinds of stuff. They suspend them, amen. A two-fold cord or a three-fold cord or four or ten, when you put more of us together, amen, we're stronger together, amen. We're stronger together. Don't be out by yourself, praise God. Don't be that, you know, that water buffalo that says, ah, the lion's not going to get me and just go off here and I'm his own little pool. No, you better just hang with your buddies over there. Because then you can get back to back and get those big old horns and go, okay, lion, you might come after us, but we're taking you out while we're going down. Amen. I'm going to stick a horn, amen, and gore you or something. Amen. You're not going to get me. Praise God. And that's why we got to stay together, folks. Amen. Stay together in our lives for God because God will help us. Amen. When one is weak, the other is strong. Amen. And we all compliment each other and we encourage one another. Praise God. We, we are stronger together. We're two or three are gathered together i'm in the midst where two or three agree together god will answer when the enemy saw that nothing they had tried up to that point was stopping the jews from rebuilding the wall they hired false prophets to prophesy evil upon them they bribed these prophets to just falsely say, thus saith the Lord. And, you know, I wouldn't want to be in their shoes for nothing. You don't say, thus saith the Lord, and say, God tell, unless God tells you to say that. Amen. No way at all to mess with that. And they, they told him, you know, you're, gonna, you're doing the wrong thing. You're, you know, God is not with you. God's not for this. And they did all these things. Everything to try to throw him off course. They even threatened to go tell the king that gave him the permission to build a wall that, hey, they're building this wall to rebel against you, king. That's really the ulterior motive. And all of that was lies and falsehoods. But, you know, no matter what the enemy throws at, the enemy might come in like a flood, but the spear of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Amen. And give us the power. Praise God. We got to stick together, folks. If one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. Hallelujah. But it's your move. Amen. It might very well be your move right now. You're waiting for God to move and He wants you to move. Maybe He's told you something already and you've got to do that thing before He's going to do what He wants to do for you. Amen. You gotta have the want to. You gotta have the desire to see it through. Amen. Nobody can take the lead in your life but you. You have to do it. I can help, and people can help me, and I can help other people with their dream and with their wall. Praise God. But it's their wall. It's their dream. If they don't take charge and they don't lead it, praise God, then nobody else can lead it for you. It's your life. Amen. You got to do it. Amen. They finished that wall. It was a miracle with what all the opposition and all they had to do and all the times they had to stop and fight and all that stuff. In 52 days, they finished that wall. 
And the enemies, when they saw that the wall was completed, when that last stone went in, praise God, and that wall was complete all the way around the city, amen, the enemies were greatly dismayed and disheartened, and they had no choice but to acknowledge that the work had been accomplished by the help of God. It was God who wrought the work. It was God that helped them do it. But if they wouldn't have started out and they wouldn't have had desire to start it, then God wouldn't have helped them. God opened the door for Nehemiah and his team to build that wall. Amen. They had to make the journey. They had to rebuild the process, do that process themselves every step of the way. Amen. If they would have stopped short from completing that wall, there's no telling what would have happened with the nation of Israel. But once that last stone was complete... It set the stage for everything else. Amen. And then another king, King Cyrus. Amen. Who came after our exerces. He was prophesied by, the, by Isaiah the prophet that he would let the people go. And he let the people go. Amen. And they went. And they went back to a place where the wall was already built. They were encouraged. And they said, now let's rebuild the city inside the wall. And let's rebuild the temple. It might not be like Solomon's temple. But it's going to be a temple. And we're going to start having church. And we're going to start getting God in our lives. And they put the temple in the middle of the city. Which was in the middle of the wall. Which God helped them build. And their lives went on and they restored themselves as a nation. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. God is so good. Praise the Lord. Would you stand with me? Folks. God wants to help us rebuild our walls and rebuild whatever. And you say, well, no, that's just going to be a, that's just going to be ruins. You know, like when you go to Europe or you go to some other, you know, countries and stuff and they go to show you the ruins of some once great civilization or whatever. Amen. And it's going to be, it's been that way for centuries and it's always going to be that way. Amen. No, that doesn't have to be that way in your life. Amen. It's not just going to be a place for tourists to go and say, look what used to be, amen, in that person's life. It used to be good. Can you picture all that up on top in a beautiful edifice? Oh, no. You can see it again. You can do it again. You can have God help you. It's your move. Amen. Amen. It's really God saying, if you'll do the if, I'll do the then. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Amen. So that's the way God operates. There's a lot of if and then kind of promises and statements in the Bible. And we have to, the the move we have to make is the if part. Amen. Let's do what God's asking us to do. I know it's a small part compared to what God's going to do. Amen. But it's a small and necessary first step. Amen. That's what faith is. You take the first step and you obey God and God will do the rest and it'll be huge. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. This altar is open. Let's take time to pray. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.